Wrestling Podcast. We're back. It is Thursday, the 18th of August, as we record this. Uh, I am recently released from NXT UK, like everybody else on that brand. I am am joined by producer Jim. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, we still miss picking on EJ. Like maybe he'll be back one day. I we don't know. If not, we'll still back. forever miss picking on him. Hi, Craig. Hey, buddy. Maybe he won't be back. Maybe he maybe won't. He I don't know. Well, Nobody knows. Um, and of course, that we way? have a straight, straight, straight ally uh, on assignment, walking Rambo. Straight. That. That would be. Oh, straight people ally. Oh. Can Can I say two things? One. Um, eventually I'll be on video. So three things. Okay. So one, that two, Irish exiting, Irish exiting off of his own podcast would be the most EJ thing to do <laughs> ever. Like if he just never comes back, that would be, that he would be so earnest. Never came back. For real. Uh, <laughs> damn. Um, and number three, no I'd like to do black. this. I'd like to do this right now since I'm on assignment at the moment. I'd like to do this as my best um, Lee Lee Majors. What was his name? What the fuck was the guy's name? That was Tony the Tiger. What? On um on Nitro, he was one of the announcers, and he did the voice of Tony the Tiger. Smoking Lee Marshall. Lee Marshall, thank you. I, I, like, what, his last I name. was like, Lee Majors, what the fuck are you talking about, Joe? Six million dollar man. He was also on Nitro. Come on, but no, let me let me do this like like a like a Lee Marshall style. Like we're on on the road now. We're in South Florida, and we're can't wait to see Scott Norton and Buff Bagwell out there, and they're a devious team. And speaking of devious, I hear there's some weasels in the area. Ha, ha, ha. Back to you, Tony. I, I can't believe we just sat through that. Man. I would like a refund. Yeah, I want, I want. Yeah, oh, wait. I, always, actually, I do have. He the, always worked in the, the weasel reference. Joe, Joe, do that. Just do the closing part one more time, please. <laughs> Which part? Where you send it back to Tony. <laughs> Back to you, Tony. <laughs> He's not wrong. God. Good Damn. Hey, Lance. Um, exactly. All right. Uh, before we get to the fun things that we have uh, in store for you this week, of course, our topics, wrestler of the week. Um, I guess let's address this one since uh, kind of came out of left field today. Um. Joe sent us in the group chat that NXT UK is no more and we're launching NXT Europe. About 90 minutes later, Ernest sent us the same exact <laughs> article because Ernest is a moron. Um, and then Jim sent it again just for shits and giggles. Yes, yes, I did. Ernest. So, I, I almost did it, but I was like, you know what? Let me end this joke because Ernest will think we're serious that we didn't know. <laughs> um, so, I, I chose that. Stand for yours truly. Um, NXT UK no more. Uh, it was kind of at the end of Heat Wave where we saw the not new but new NXT UK champion Tyler Bate show up to basically go belt for belt with uh, NXT champion Braun Breaker. Um, now, if he I became we'll a black belt master, would he be a master bait? Yes. Yes. Okay. 100%. Yep. Absolutely. 
Um, all right, so we'll talk about that in a minute. Let's talk about, though, the news of today, and that is that uh, some talent from the NXT UK roster uh, have been relieved of their contractual duties um, a little while ago. Um, so we'll start, we'll list them off, uh, and then if there's anyone that you want to talk about in depth, we can. Um, we'll start with, uh, <coughs> I'm going to say it's Emily, uh, Mark Andrews, former NXT UK tag champion, Zia Brookside, Eddie Dennis, Saxton Huxley, Amir Jordan, Danny Luna, Dave Mastiff, uh, Amelia McKenzie, Primate, uh, Nina Samuels, Shaw Samuels, Sid Scala, former NXT UK tag champion Trent Seven, Ashton Smith, Jack Stars, T-Bone, Tioman, former NXT UK tag champion Flash Morgan Webster, Wild Boar, and Kenny Williams have all either gone on the record uh, with out uh, with sources or have come and put it on Twitter basically that they are no longer under contract to NXT UK. Um, Who the hell is this? They won't be back for NXT Europe whenever that becomes a thing. Um, but I, I think the big the big splash in this, and I talked to Jim a little bit about this while we were waiting for Joe to get on, was uh, was Zia Brookside, Millie McKenzie, and Trent Seven were the ones that really stood out to me because I felt that in an era where you can never have too many female members of your roster, it, it obviously seems like the names that haven't been released uh, from the NXT UK department are uh, current UK champion uh, Miko Satamora. And um, pulling back the level of kayfabe here, if you're not following our good friend Gunther on Instagram, uh, his girlfriend, part of the UK roster, is Ginny. I would guarantee you she's probably uh, coming over to be part of the uh, NXT roster um, before Europe starts. So I guess in a world where I thought, you know, there's a chance Toxic Attraction moves on, there's a top chance that, you know, we need a little bit more depth. It was surprising to see the two of them go. Uh, but Trent Seven is one that it's shocking because of what he's done uh, with Mustache Mountain and and you know British Strong Style with him, Pete and uh, Trent or Tyler. Um, so, can I just put out there a guess? Sure. Because wasn't there a report? Like I'm just like connecting things together now, like you know playing connect the dots. Wasn't there a report like a couple of weeks ago that they were basically going to end up moving? Any of the, I guess now non-existent NXT UK, maybe this will be the, uh, I'm going to choose to call it Euro NXT, but maybe this will be the tapings for that. But wasn't there a rumor that they were basically going to end up doing that at like the Performance Center here in America? So tying that together are maybe the people who were released just the people who weren't willing to come on over to the US? Or could well, it that was the conversation. Reason? That was the conversation that me, me and Jim had had, um, especially somebody like Trent, who, you know, closer to 40, um, right. not, not, not in the same predicament as, as Tyler and those guys. Right. But Millie's like, he's a great hand, but sure. is that the person that you signed to a 10 year contract and bring to America? Especially if he's, is, is that, that the I person think. who wants to sign the contract for 10 Obviously, years and come I to America? Think... I don't think he would want to relocate for the potential to get released in six months right? or to have to move back whenever the UK or the Euro Euro brand starts. Right. Um, I think that's the big detail here is, you know, if they're announcing it today, that means it's already been in the works. 
Um, it's not going to be. It's not going to be like three years from now that that this NXT Europe is is going to be uh, brought into existence. This is something that's going to be put in place, and it probably I know, Mike, you, we were discussing, you know, beginning of twenty twenty three. Uh, to me, at the very latest, middle of twenty twenty three, like we're we're probably yeah. a year from now. NXT Europe is is a is a real thing and is happening. So, um, the way I look at, at at the series of releases today is is look. I I know that you could keep people under contract and still still allow them to work with other brands over in the UK, but um, then you're paying them to potentially get hurt on somebody else's dime. Um, and right. that like right, wrong or indifferent, that's not the discussion of the day. Um, that's, that's not what WWE, WWE is not in that business. Um, right. so to me, I, I look at this as, you know, Hey, we're, we're doing to me, you know, this is probably one of the few times where, where WWE can actually be, uh, credited for giving people releases. Um, because I don't think this is just like a blindsided, uh, deal, um, where you wake up one morning and all of a sudden release, 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 and go, oh shit, what's that? What's happening today? I think this is more. Look, um, we're closing down this brand for now because um, it's kind of been right. dis- in disarray since the pandemic. We're going to do some stuff over here in the meantime, and then we're starting up this this European brand. Um, but in, you know, now you have a chance. Uh, you know, go work, do what you need to do, um, and we'll we'll call you we'll call you when when we're ready. Um, and see where you're at. And some people, they may, um, not that they won't work, but like they'll stay like truly independent. You know, they, they won't, they won't contract themselves anywhere else. Um, and when WWE calls back again, uh, the, I think they'll be right back in the fold. Some people may, uh, choose to, um, you know, to tie themselves somewhere else. Um, and, and, and that's their choice as well. But yeah, for a lot of these people, um, you know, that they've, they've gotten an an establishment with the WWE. Um, yeah, some people are just at an age where, look, I'm 37 years old. I'm not, I'm not fucking moving somewhere, um, for, for like a six month, um, job where I could potentially get released, you know, uh, out of the blue. And and we don't know if we're going right. to see these semi-annual releases in, in Triple H's WWE. So right. so that's something to kind of be looked at and determined as well as, as time goes on. But yeah, I don't think I don't think there's anything malicious here. I think this is smart business and I think actually doing right by people. I I would say too, I think the big news in this, like obviously anytime people are being released, that's big news. And establishing to me and, and this might actually go into Mike's topic. Like, I'll, I'll save a little bit of the commentary, a little bit of the opinion side of what I'm about to say for Mike's topic. But one of the things that I gleamed from this that I found interesting is the announcement of NXT Europe or Euro NXT, whatever, you know, I want to call it. So what's interesting to me about this, though, is Welcome back to like three years ago when Triple H was poised to basically take over the entire wrestling world by popping up all of these NXT brands and in theory taking out local competition of independent companies and stuff in different places. And I remember there was a time where they were talking about, you know, global expansion and NXT Japan and NXT Mexico and NXT Europe and all of that. And you know, that kind of died in a lot of ways that died 
at, I guess, at, I don't know, at, triple, at Vince. You know, like that was a decision that the powers that be at the time decided, you know what, this is not the direction we're going to go. We're not going to do this. I think the and pandemic helped kill it too. The, yes, the pandemic definitely helped run interference on this for sure. But now Triple H is back in charge and similar to the way that some of the guys that he signed and kind of made into interesting characters in NXT who got released and are now coming back because he's, you know, in a way it's almost like he's got something to prove with some of these talents, I feel like, which is why he's bringing them in in kind of their NXT roles, whether or not they were kind of ruined already a la Karrion Cross and stuff like that on the main roster. He's bringing them back in the way he introduced them. He's got something to prove, and he's kind of trying to launch his ideas and stuff. And three years ago, his ideas were, let's take over the globe and start up NXTs all over the place. And I think this announcement is the start of that. Yeah, yeah, certainly could be. I, I, I don't... Um... To back to the to the actual releases, I I don't I don't necessarily have a whole bunch of thought about anybody individually. Um, NXT UK is is not a brand that I have attached myself to, um, and and watched uh, hardly ever. Um, so uh, it, it's it's one of those things when when one of the the UK matches ends up on a uh, regular uh, NXT uh, premium live event, I, I will watch it, but. Um, it's, it's not something I seek out like on a weekly basis. I don't watch the weekly show. Um, but yeah, okay. I, I, th I think that, um, I think that we do see, like I said, I think we do see, um, when NXT Europe does fire up, I think you're going to see a, 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 uh, a good portion, if not all of these talents back in the mix. Yeah, I would, uh, I would say that that's probably a strong idea that those guys will, be making a return at some point um, especially like I said the women that were released today I think most of them probably find their way back uh, once something happens but I think this is one of those things where you know WWE had an opportunity to let them go and do their own thing for a couple months while they pick the pieces back up so I don't think that this one is as much as you know screw WWE as much as it's uh, them looking out for talent go work and make extra money and stuff like that because they could pay them just to sit there and do nothing um obviously as a multi-billion dollar company you know they have that ability sure um, but they were trying to look out for them valid yes hello sir magnum is uh letting us know that there's somebody walking by my house or well, um good. all right so who wants to go first let's let's start the actual topics of this thing do we oh, want to do we... If, if we don't have a if we don't have an exact direction i say let's spin the wheel hold on jim what were you saying before we, we, we well, i was gonna say i know i know joe had kind of started dipping his toes into to your topic mike i don't know if we just want to go directly into that or if we literally want to spin the wheel all right I mean, we go to mine that's fine joe joe kind of opened up pandora's box we can kick that door in um i spread so the labia my, my topic for this week's uh episode um, we, I guess I, seen... more for me accurately, I spread the butt cheeks. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I don't even know why I stopped talking to. Like if you're not spreading now. your butt cheeks, I don't want to look. Uh, while while everybody has had rave reviews for the Triple H era since taking over uh, WWE booking and and developmental and things along those lines, uh, my topic is 
while Triple H has all this momentum going for him and going in a good route, what is something that he could do that could hurt the momentum uh, that he currently has going in his favor? I'll let you guys start, and then uh, and then I'll go from there. Resign Nia Jax. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was I mean, I you were going to say Braun Strowman. And I, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, one in the same. That'll do it, too. Um, I, I, I was thinking about it and, and with, with the other news of the day, and, and I, I apologize if I'm stealing anybody else's, uh, thoughts on this one, but to me, it's, it's, it's these kind of blindside mass layoffs, um, because we're, we're seeing release talents return, you know, Dakota is back. EO's called up. Cross and Scarlet are back. Hit Row's back. Uh, Dexter's back. Um, you know, we're uh, every week we're we're waiting on Johnny Gargano's music to hit. Um, you know, it, so we're we're seeing talents brought back into the mix. Um, but but I think the and here like releases aren't a bad thing. Like let let's. I, I want to make that part clear. Um, releases. Oh, you is, don't. You don't think they should go the Tony Khan route of just letting people contract fire? Well, I mean, depending how many people you want to let recklessly get hurt every week on your TV, Andrade. We're looking at you this week. Um, you know, <laughs> we're <laughs> building a, a roster of 172 wrestlers is is actually probably pretty smart on Tony's end. Um, but the. The the thing about releases is, especially in a in a corporate world, is they are going to happen. Um, of course. But I think these, you know, especially since since the spring of 2020, we have seen what six different instances of of ma- these mass firing days. Um, I, I I think something like that could derail a lot of what WWE is doing. And I don't think that's going to happen because let's be honest, we look at the two main roster rosters and there there's not an ability there to do mass releases. So um, I, I don't think that, yeah, no, they, they cleared out a lot of people already. Yes. Yes. I mean, WWE signed way too many people. You had a new president yeah. and now uh, CEO of the company, co-CEO of the company, Nick Khan come in. And I guarantee you somebody like him is looking over the books and going, why? Why are we paying for two hundred and forty-seven wrestlers on this company? Um, I know we have nine hours of TV a week, but we only have nine hours of TV per week. Uh, there's far too many people we're paying to not do anything. Um, so I think that's what that is. So I think that the, the balance on the roster is being reestablished. Um, so, but to me, yeah, I think any any sort of mass layoffs uh, multiple times a year would be something that would derail. Um, what what Triple H is doing uh, momentum wise? So I've got two okay. that I'll throw out there, um, and the first one I will tie back into what we were just talking about with the NXT UK releases. Um, hold on one second, I have to put one of the dogs away because they're just misbehaving. So I would say that. One of the things that could definitely go wrong for for Triple H is the idea of people looking at it as, oh, Hunter's 
killing the indie scene again. Or Hunter or WWE is killing the international wrestling scene. Because prior to AEW being a thing, let's 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 rewind back to 2015, 2016, when NXT UK first like started to happen or like the idea of it was announced. And you know, the other idea of like I said, like they announced that they were gonna try to do NXT Japan and NXT Mexico. And they signed, if you remember at that time, they signed a whole bunch of guys where it was like, oh, there go all our favorite guys from the indie scene. There go all the main ROH stars. There go a bunch of guys from MLW. There goes some New Japan guys. You know, you had a whole lot, a couple of guys from, you know, Mexico, all of that. You had a whole lot of people that all of a sudden they were like, I feel like there was a moment where people were kind of like, oh, we love Triple H. We love all these wrestlers. But low-key, you're kind of doing what Vince McMahon did to the territories back in the 80s, and you're kind of killing everybody else. I fear that that could happen again. You know, Triple H right now is being regarded in a lot of ways as our savior. As the man who's bringing wrestling back to world wrestling entertainment. I mean, I, I jokingly and, referred to him as like Papa H multiple times uh, on on Monday. Yeah. Thank you, Papa H. I mean, and that's valid because like he's he's earned that. He is doing that. He deserves all of the praise he's getting right now. But I can see a scenario where, and like I said, I think the announcement of Euro NXT is what's moving us in this direction. I can see a scenario in about a year to two years when NXT Mexico is a thing and NXT Japan is a thing and all of that. And you have all of these talents signing and all of a sudden you see all these people leaving New Japan or leaving AAA or leaving, you know, other companies in Mexico and indie companies are starting to have problems running shows and there's no more talent. Kind of what basically happened to the, the <clears throat> European scene when NXT UK became a thing. That, I could see that being one of those things that maybe not on an overall basis among, like, major, like, mainstream WWE fans becomes a detriment. But for people who are kind of like us, dorks on the internet, um, I could see that becoming a thing where people are like, oh, that's that's not cool, Triple H. Um, the other thing that I'm going to throw out there, and then you guys can comment on both of them, which is, you know, Pikachu. Um, the other thing, and so far, knock on wood, this has not happened. In fact, I thought it was going to happen about a week ago, and then it didn't happen. I think Triple H could lose some favor if it becomes too obvious that he's doing nothing but pushing Triple H guys. And I feel like there's a delicate balance that he's going to have to find because he has been doing that, like factually. Karrion Cross went from an SM jobber who was fired and gone for three months to being in the main storyline on SmackDown involving former world champion Drew McIntyre and the champion of the last like two and a half years, Roman Reigns. You know, that's an easy one. If you're not a Karrion Cross fan, 
that's an easy one to look at and be like, oh, Triple H is just pushing his guy, you know? I thought that a few weeks ago when Ciampa kind of came out of nowhere and ended up in a U.S. title match, that we were going to see that. That Ciampa was going to end up winning the U.S. title, maybe before he was actually kind of deserving of winning the U.S. title. And pleasantly, I was surprised that Lashley actually got to retain the belt. Because Lashley's reign is going awesomely, and there's no reason to take the title off of Lashley right now. But it felt like that was going to be a thing. There you go. It felt like it was maybe going to be a thing because Ciampa is a Triple H guy. And granted, we all love Ciampa. Ciampa's amazing. Ciampa deserves Tomato to be chips. an world champion. Yeah. He deserves to be an eventual world champion. I don't think any of us disagree with that. Just like I don't think any of us are annoyed at Kevin Owens getting a push. Or Finn Balor. Or any other number. Like, that's the one thing. Is like, yes, a lot of the Triple H guys are also guys that we all genuinely love. So we're all going to be a little bit excited, but like, it also might be easy to be like, the fuck, Dexter Loomis, I don't care about him. Why is he all of a sudden in a major Raw storyline? I feel like depending on the talent and how many of them get pushed like this, like right now, the saving grace is that a lot of us are excited by these particular talents. If we weren't, would we be like, God fucking damn it, Triple H, stop pushing all your own people? Um, I see, I see where you're going. I, I think like the, the the clever thing like they're doing with Dexter Loomis is they're still making it look like he is trying to um like hijack the show. Uh, I thought yes. what they did with him on Raw this week was brilliant with him like attacking the commentary guys, and they just cut the commercial. Like they, yes. they, they made it seem like a real situation. So, um, like, I, I don't think Loomis Agreed. is going to be, uh, contending for, for the, for the undisputed unified world galactic championship anytime soon, uh, like, like crosses. Um, and, and, and I'm, I'm curious to see exactly how this cross thing plays out as we, we inch towards the clash at the castle, uh, because it seems like right now his sights are more set on Drew uh, as opposed to Roman, I know like Scarlet targeted Roman with the with the uh, hourglass. But um, the funny thing about it, like an hourglass, especially when you're not just staring at the sand going through it, is like the the concept behind it is just that your time is running out. <laughs> every day, I mean, right. theoretically speaking, every day Roman reigns um, adds to his title reign. He is also one day closer to the end of his title reign. So right. what what's planting that seed doesn't necessarily mean that uh Roman wins at the castle and cross beats him the you know at uh, extreme rules in, in uh Philadelphia, which if WWE is smart, I would recommend they do not have Karrion Cross win that title in Philadelphia because uh you do not need another uh <laughs> Philadelphia crowd booing the WWE's booking decisions uh, at the end of a pay-per-view in Philadelphia. Um, we were at the last one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's happened numerous times over the past few years. So uh, I, I would, like I said, I would heavily advise against that. Um, but yeah, I think I think the, the beauty of it, Joe, right now is the quote-unquote Triple H guys are just people that we love that we've yes. wanted to see get pushed properly for a long time. And I know Ciampa's relatively new to the the main roster the scene. Main roster. Um yeah. but like he's still kind of doing this thing with Miz. Like he didn't come in and, and win the title right away. 
um, the the U.S. title right away. So like now he's still doing this tag team thing with Miz that seems to be working great. Let's keep that going because that's that's presenting champ because what he he got the fall against Ali uh, this past Monday. So as long as he keeps racking up the wins for him, him and Miz, well, guess what? Eventually. The Miz, yep. you know that guy that's been there for twenty years, multi-time champion, all that. Guess what? I think the, the Miz on everybody. Like he with. might end up start getting jealous of the fact that Champa always gets the wins, and and Miz could end up turning on him. So, um, and then oh, for sure. you know, and then you even have more of a rocket strapped uh, to to Champa there. Um, yeah, I think you know, like the the the, the Owens um, McIntyre segment, awesome. I'll touch on that a little bit in my in my topic. But yeah, I I think I, I I see what you're saying, but I don't think there's a lot of worry uh, about backlash me, on Triple H guys getting pushes. Let me put it from a different perspective too. One other thing that I think Triple H could do or insist on right now that could potentially cause some backlash. I think we can all agree that the the overall WWE main roster audience is a lot broader than the internet wrestling community. Yes. It's a lot broader than even the audience that watched NXT Black and Gold. Yes. And and arguably the audience that watches AEW. Like, WWE has a more mainstream audience. It's definitely more mainstream than who watches AEW. Right. I wonder if Triple H, because remember, we're looking at what we know of his booking, what we know of who he likes to push, we're looking at NXT Black and Gold. That's the, that's the history book we can look at. It's like when a new coach gets hired for a football team and they were a coach in the college system for a while. You can look back on what their college record was and what they did and kind of get an idea for what their fundamentals might be as a mainstream coach. And what, you know, what they might be trying to do in the NFL that they did in in their college career. So in that same idea, I think we look at what Triple H did with NXT Black and Gold, and we can kind of see that I'm defending my life over here. (laughs) You are, Um, man. That was intense. We can kind of see some of what Triple H likes to push. And we know that's a lot of the wrestling. We know that's the wrestlers. We know... Like Johnny Gargano became a huge star in NXT that I don't think he would have become on the main roster in Vince's world. I think we all agree with that. So yes, I agree. Yeah. Knowing, knowing that he likes to push the wrestlers as much as he does, I fear that Triple H could try to push too much of the wrestlers and too many of the much of the wrestling agenda and making Raw and SmackDown only wrestling shows, which like you know for us like we love, but it is meant to be more mainstream. It's and it's still sports entertainment, thing, right? It is still sports entertainment, and the unfortunate thing is that means guys like almost that means guys like Veer. That you know what I mean? You you need your monsters. You need your seven foot tall, larger than life characters. Who, for those of us who are big wrestling fans, like yeah, I don't get excited for an almost match the way I get excited for an AJ Styles match. 
I mean, uh, Veer, you know, like that's, Veer about murdered a, 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 a personal friend of mine I, this past Monday. This, this is what I was going to say, though. Like, what I'm going to give Triple H credit for is he's not doing that so far. Like, yeah. almost is still getting his push. Veer is still getting his push. In fact, Veer looked fucking awesome on Monday. Mm-hmm. Veer looked like an actual legit threat all of a sudden. Like, he went from being one of the biggest joke punchlines in pro wrestling to being, oh shit, like we might actually have to watch out for this guy. And he looked fantastic in the ring. Like, he looked good wrestling. Kudos, kudos to my boy Bro Keller, uh, known as Bo Keller this past Monday on raw for for taking that beating um uh always good to see um always always good to see people um from the indie scene that that any of us know personally but for me this one uh that i that i know personally uh murdering murdering friends of mine uh on on tv so that's always fun like i'm texting people like turn on the usa network right fucking now um, so, uh, so that was really cool. I was, I was super happy for him as well, but yeah. All right. So, uh, number one on Joe's, uh, topic of, of thoughts. Your name. That, that was number three, actually. Uh, well, number one was your, your opinion on what again? Um, Triple H's attempt to take over the entire wrestling world. No, no, that was number two where he's pushing his own guys. I'm, I'm saying, what was the first... No, 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 no. Him like his creating like, like NXT, NXT Mexico, Japan. NXT Japan, NXT. Oh yeah. yeah. See, that, see, I don't have a problem with that as much as I, I, I would think because here's the here's the real. Problem. Oh, I don't have a problem with it personally. I'm saying I can see other people having a problem with it. Well, no, see, because at that point, if he's if he's taking over, um, all of the the world at that point, um, and people are leaving to go work for them, um, it means one of two things. Either people are trying to get contracts before their con before their career is over, and we're not as deep in the wrestling business. Um, I think we need to hope that more people take up the the profession um, to make it where there are more names available for independent wrestling shows and things like that. And I think that's something that it, it is kind of not as high anymore. Um, no, I I think there are less and less being trained, and even less being trained <laughs> the right way. Um, so so that's something where I think that's more of a body's problem than a uh, Vince pro or excuse me, a hunter problem or a, a developmental problem or anything along those lines. Um, yeah. Another reason why I was super surprised that so many people from NXT UK uh, got their walking papers today. Um, but to, 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 to really sink my teeth into the second one, and that's, that's where I want to go with it. Um, who right now in a main event feud would you say is not a hunter guy? So, okay. You said that's on the roster arguably, right now? It, that, that, that's, that, that's part of something going on on the two shows. So here's here's what's in, here's someone who I'm going to throw out there, and of course I'm going to throw him out there. Theory, right? Jesus, uh, I, I, I was just about to say, if you say theory, I'm kicking you out of the stream. <laughs> so, but here's I think theory is actually a really interesting case study because, arguably speaking, 
Theory is a Triple H guy because Triple H was in charge of signing talent when Theory was signed. Theory was an evolved wrestler. Gabe found Theory fucking giving hand jobs in the back of a club in Queens and was like, you have abs. You look like you can do flips. Come work in Evolve Show. I'm pretty sure that's a true story, by the way. So wow. that's where that's where Theory kind of came out of nowhere. And then Triple H signed him in NXT and stuff. But Theory on the main roster has been very clearly positioned as a Vince McMahon guy. So, like, you kind of wonder, as much as Triple H was like, oh, Austin Theory, you've got talent, let me get you into NXT, let me develop you and stuff, would Theory be Mr. Money in the Bank right now if it wasn't Vince's decision? Would Triple H have gone that far with him already? Or would he still be on NXT, quite frankly? Um, that's a good I question. don't think he would be on NXT because his NXT run was over when Candice and Johnny left. Okay. Would, but would Candice and Johnny have left? Yes, because Candice was still pregnant and Johnny wanted to spend time with his family. Okay, heard. But if Triple H is in charge, is he actually giving people time away without... Would right. they like? Would Do they like would they feel comfortable like through. asking for time away? <laughs> with the except, like but I still think, but I still think because the way was over, the way that Johnny was taken out by Grayson Waller, Candace with the pregnancy, all that stuff. I truly think Theory's time in NXT. Yeah, I don't over. think he'd still be in NXT. I think he'd be on the main roster. I don't necessarily know that I would say that he is Mr. Money in the Bank, but I think he would have had just as, as much of a push as he's had already. Um, he may not be the money. Unreal. You know, there's an audio. I'm going to tell. Yeah, I, like this is a podcast and a video if if you're not seeing the name changes on on the YouTube, um, hop over there. We're we're about at the the thirty eight and a half minute mark. Um, and oh dear God, yeah, that's a thing that happened. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, but when I truly look at the roster right now, there there isn't anyone that I'm like, oh man. That's a Vince guy. Mm -mm. Not even you know, Veer or Almost. Veer started in NXT. Okay, what about Almost? Almost feels like a Vince guy, but I, a Triple H can do stuff with him. But Here's what, a question. But, but what? But what major thing is Almost doing right? Oh now? yeah, no, nothing. No, he's not doing anything right now. Fair. Okay, that's valid. Okay, wait. So now, so here's a, now Triple H has the ability to do whatever the fuck he wants with him. Here's a question, okay? Logan Paul, is that a Triple H signing or is that a Vince signing? Yes. I think that's a bit. I think that's a bit of both. I think that's a business decision. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, he's. I think that bring in millions of eyes. I don't. I think either one of them would have signed him. I don't think it necessarily. Yeah. Has a title. I think if you're thinking of Vince guy v 
a Hunter guy, I mean, you're looking at, oh, okay, you know, Seth Rollins, Hunter guy, you know, who fills the, 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 the Vince guy side of that discussion? Because it can't be Randy Orton, because while Triple H, or while, while Vince signed him, he worked exclusively with Hunter for yeah. years. Um, there isn't really anybody in that old guard that you're like, that's a Vince guy. Because Drew McIntyre, when he came back, worked NXT first. Yeah, no, like, he became I'm looking I'm looking over the roster and like the only the only people like I, I even see that and they're not even doing anything major that I see having any like potential like trouble in, in Triple H's WWE is like gender Can I point something out? Shanky. But like Can I can can I point something out that I find actually fascinating about what we're talking about here, and I feel like it's something that is going to bust a very long-standing narrative that exists. Um, if everyone that we're looking at on the main roster is an NXT person, a Triple H person, and all that, all like the successful storylines and stuff, where's this narrative that 80% of people came from NXT and then bombed on the main roster. Because, like, don't get me wrong, there were definitely a fair number of people that we all thought were gonna make it big and then bombed on the main roster. But for every person that bombed, there seems to be at least one or two success stories or otherwise well, there wouldn't be this conversation. The silly thing about that narrative, too, is... You can always tell when wrestling fans aren't sports fans. Right. Because there are I mean, let, let you know, in the in the with I mean, football's kind of a, a an an odd situation because like I mean, well no, it even isn't because college football really is uh like minor league NFL. Um look at the number of players that play college football. And then there's 32 teams in the NFL, and now you have uh, you you have the XFL coming back. Uh, you have the um, USFL. Uh, the number of players in the USFL. Sure, a couple of guys are getting signed to practice rosters and uh, you know depth signings and stuff like that. For the most part, most of these guys that aren't playing NFL football are never going to play NFL football. And some might go into the NFL. They're not going to make it. They're going to get cut. But every so often, there's going to be a guy like uh, He Hate Me, Rod Smart, that, that plays a couple of seasons in the National Football League. Um, baseball, you have countless minor leagues. And every so often, guys get signed. They get to the, they get to the big show. And out of the, out of the you know, 100 <laughs> players a season that might get called up to the majors, three, four, or five of them might you know, might really stick. Um, hockey is the same way. You have minor leagues, basketball. You have all of these minor leagues, and every so often a guy's going to get called up. It doesn't work out. They go, they go back to the minors. Or they, they just get cut, and they never play professionally again. So, like, when I see when I see this, you know, WWE has all of this talent, NXT, and developmental, and then they come to the WWE main roster, and they just don't make it. Yeah, because that's literally the highest level in this sport. And, and not everyone's going to make it. Not everyone's going to make it here. 
Um, right. So, like, so but, then, but, so if they don't make it in the WWE, either they go back to NXT, which is their minor league system, or you end up going to AEW or Impact or somewhere else, which is the U. Like, and and this, I'm not saying this disrespectfully, but AEW is the USFL of professional wrestling. Yeah, it has valid. a major TV uh, deal, but it it is that's not valid. threatening the biggest dog in the yard. The, the yeah, USFL no. has a TV deal. It was exciting. Too. A lot of people watched it. People enjoyed it. But it's not threatening the NFL. Right. No, it's like my aunt Ellen has this saying where if every single player in a game, in like a football game, played 100%, like was the best at what they do, then every game would just be 0-0. Zero, zero. Like you, you right. not and everyone it, is going to be able to be the best. And if Someone's and if everybody if, if everybody's great, nobody's great. Exactly. And um, doesn't so, lies the problem with superheroes. But that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> so when I think about it from the standpoint, um, the the names that I came back to that were quote Vince guys, the Miz. Mm-hmm. But Triple H can use him because he's such an overact. Oh, yeah. He's built himself. Oh, into he's not going anywhere. Yeah. Same with somebody like Dolph Ziggler. Hell, Ziggler's gotten more of a push in the past three weeks than he's had in years. Exactly. But when he when he came up, it was it was Vince, and it sure. was really Vince's. It was still Vince's stuff. Um, you know. And, and the, by the way, um, it, it, but, t- not not Joe, uh, earmuff it for me because I don't want to go off another side road. But if you have not okay. seen, if you have not seen the the Ziggler theory match from Monday, seek it out. That no was idea. real okay. good, real good. Yeah, I I gotta finish watching Raw. I might do that after we get off of here tonight. Um, so when when I look at it from from that standpoint, and to to make the comment about the NXT guys that have failed. Um, you know, when you look back at the NXT roster, especially from when that first takeover took place, and you look at that roster where you had guys like Bo Dallas and Pack and Tyler Breeze, and you know, th- there were there were some misses there. Juice Robinson, um, you know, there were some misses there for, from a WWE perspective, you know, but there were some there were still some hits there. So I think the big thing when it comes to NXT, especially whenever Triple H took it over on a more permanent basis, was the hits were home runs. The misses were still productive, though. Yeah. You know, you got a runner on, you got a runner on first, and you need two runs to score. All right. The next guy up lays down a bunt. You know, nobody remembers, like, the Ascension, aside from if you were an NXT fan. Because they came with the main a roster, name. and were really, really bad. Yeah, they were terrible. But their run in NXT was fantastic. You know what? You know what I think killed them? They looked big in NXT. They yes. got they got in a big Absolutely. arena, and they looked tiny. And I'm like, yes. oh, they're dead. Hundred percent, they're dead. So that's one of those things where you know they sacrificed one for the team, but then Matt Riddle comes up and it's a two run home run. And you're like, holy shit. You know, no one forgets that, you know, the, these guys kind of, you know, fall to, uh, in tribute to, to let other acts gain the momentum. Adam Rose in NXT, the party animal, was one of the most over things in the world. It comes up to the main roster, and it's just like, 
Why is Get Him to the Greek on my fucking TV screen right now? <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? Like, what? what is... Is he going to start petting a furry wall? I mean, I'm, I'm so confused. Who the hell is this? Bye, Joe, apparently. Bye, Joe. He'll come back. We were talking about theory. He'll be back in a minute. <laughs> exactly. His spider senses will go off. Um, so when, when I look at it from that standpoint, like that, like, and, and commenting on Joe's now, now he's not here to defend it, but I'll still comment on it. I feel like there are the, the, the home runs coming out of NXT have been bigger than the strikeouts of NXT. And I think that's been the, the, the thing to really sink your teeth into. Chomp has been good. Cross has been better since they brought him back up. Um, you know, Dakota, EO, you know, all, all that stuff. Raquel, Raquel was even been good. Shayna with this new going back to being a submission specialist, you know, and kicking people's asses. I, I think those are all um, major benefactors to, to not just Triple H being there, but having the restriction of having to do things a certain way, the Vince McMahon way. Um, I think that's something. Um, my thing that I this is my topic, and you guys can comment on it. I had two as well. Um, the first one, Jim, you'll, you'll, you'll agree with me, hands down, on this one. Uh, my number one thing is um, that Triple H could do to hurt the momentum that he's built is end the title run of Roman Reigns. Agreed. I agree with that completely. Yeah, 100%. Um, I, I don't, like, I love, I love Drew. I love what they've done with Drew. I feel Drew did not get his WrestleMania moment, which is upsetting because of how much of a workhorse Drew was during the pandemic. Yeah, it sucks, uh, bud, but feels, shit happens. This feels like a, a perfectly sentimental moment with him being home um, and, it, and it making sense. Um, you know, if this was for one of the titles, I, I could live with it. But with it being for both titles, I don't think it makes sense. I would almost rather carry and cross taken out before the match starts and we don't even have a title match. Oh, obviously that's probably not going probably to happen. Probably not going to happen. I would, I would much rather that be the route well, they go. What other matches are on that show? Can you main event with anything else? Because if you open the show like that, you can get away with that. I mean, necessarily, do you have to... Could Roman just be fed somebody else? Currently, the, I mean, currently yeah. the rest of the card is... Oh, you uh, can do Riddle and uh, Seth Rollins as the main event. Yeah, currently the rest of the card, Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler, uh, Bianca, Alexa, and Asuka versus uh, Bailey and the She-Old. Um, uh, obviously, Asuka, Bailey, and... Or excuse me, Bailey, Dakota, and Io, and then you have Riddle versus Rollins. That's what is so far on the card with... Uh, I mean, honestly, two weeks from if, tomorrow left to go. If we're if we're giving off the the whole you know European vibe, I, I feel I feel Walter defending or sorry Guther defending the title there would make a lot Makes of sense, sense against someone. I don't I don't even care who it is. Guther, yeah. Guther. Um, but I mean, I I, I think Drew. I'm not second coming of Das Wunderkind. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Good Alex, God right? in heaven. Can we get Alex right for the show? Can no. he be that can't cast me in the sky? Was that was, yeah, go get go get high. I'll be back. Yeah, he'll be high. I'll be back with with, with uh, opinions. Yes. Um, <laughs> That's so, one kid. Exactly. So I, when I when I thought about it more, I, I felt the the Roman Empire should go unfazed, unless unless you're able to find a way to split the two titles. 
because I know USA has said something about wanting, um, you know, it's it, to have a world title on there. And I do think that if Roman is going to be a, I'm going to be there when I'm going to be there kind of guy, um, that I do think that they do need another world title. Um, I do think that they need to bring the winged eagle back in some way, shape or form or some kind of championship. Because my, my, my issue here when it comes to this is when Brock had the universal title, somebody was still around defending the WWE championship. We never went with both titles not being around. This is one of those things where it it kind of like, okay, well, we don't have a world champion that's here. There is not a world champion on Raw um, because Roman doesn't show up on Raw. Right. Uh, You know, maybe maybe Raw does need a world champion, and maybe this is something that will get addressed at the draft. Maybe they break the titles up at the draft. Oh, maybe. So I'm 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 not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say let's just create a new title to create a new title. But if they have the ability to split the titles back up at the draft and give USA what they want, and you can do whatever you want to to determine who's going to be the champion on Raw, because I think Roman stays on SmackDown. Um, you know what? I, I would love for this to be a hell of a storyline where Sami Zayn earns the trust of the Bloodline, and Roman Reigns hands him one of the titles to go be the champion on Raw to defend the honor of the bloodline because the Usos are on both shows as the Raw and SmackDown tag champions. So the Usos could help him for the first couple months retain the title until he eventually loses it to somebody. I think that would be a fantastic storyline. Just my personal opinion. You can book it out however you want. Um, but it's, it, it's one of those things where um, I definitely think that they do need a, a, another title on Raw. Um, and I think not doing that is something that could hurt them, but you can't do it at the expense of what Roman has built. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, the other, the other thing that I think could hurt them and hurt the momentum. Um, and it's, it's going to be, it's going to be one of those where. Bringing Ric Flair back. No, God, no. I, I actually think it's what could hurt their momentum is Triple H taking the, I'm not going to say the underhand route. I'm going to say the fifth grade bully route where he starts coming out or he starts having talent mentioning AEW. Okay. He needs to go out there and he needs to Raw and SmackDown, Bioluminescent brand, premium live event, <laughs> big NXT events. Like he needs to keep his chin down and worry about the four shows that he's got or the three shows, the PLEs and all that stuff. He can't come out and have Dolph Ziggler come out and be like, so I was scrolling through my TV screen on a Friday night and I saw some old gold dust character challenge for the ring of honor world champion with some former Swiss guy that used to work here. And I'll say this, right? Don't mention. I don't think, I I don't think that that's something that Triple H would have them do anyway, especially not at this level. Because, like you said, like, look, WWE and AEW, as much as they might like, like, like Jim was saying earlier, it's like NFL and USFL. Like, as much as much as they might be both playing the same game, they're not in the same league. 
You know, these are two extremely different things. And at the end of the day, what's a king to a god? You know, see, like see, WWE see, we say has that. no reason see, we, to we acknowledge. Say that, but track record proves that when someone normally rattles the cage of WWE, they respond. True. Phil from Chicago went out there on their show with their world title and mentioned WWE. Most of the time in in years past and in, in eras past, there would be some WWE over so much. But that was such a weird. Or... It was so weird. Right, wrong. We'll, or we'll get to that. Right, wrong, or indifferent. Somebody would come out on Friday and mention it in in times past. It used to happen with the WCW stuff all the time. One of the most over over things in all of WWE history was D-Generation X showing up at WCW because WCW opened up their mouth about WWE. Oh, yeah. I I don't need that. I don't need that to be a thing. I need, I, I need Hunter to focus on building that machine to being the best machine and let Agreed. Let let them play in their sandbox over there. Let them destroy themselves from within. And, you know, if Malachi Black picks up the phone and says, hey, my contract's up. I want to come back. Okay. You want to bring your friend Brody King with you? You want to bring your friend Buddy Murphy with you? Fine. I'll let you be the House of Black here. Why not? Sure. But let let let, let them do that. Don't, don't do... Don't do the thing where you're like, you know what? I'm going to just buy up all the... the the remaining companies and put everybody out of business again. And I don't think Hunter will do that because I think Hunter knows the, what, what that led to. I don't, um, I don't think that is going to happen because Nick Khan is one half of the CEOs of the company. And he's secretly there for the sake of AEW. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I, I don't, I don't think like, Vince was able to spend and buy and hire whoever he wanted because Vince was in charge. I, I, I don't I don't think Triple H is going to have that luxury because you're going to have somebody who is more who is more business minded and checks and balances and all of that that is going to be like why? Why, you know, why are we signing this? Why? Like, let's let's really evaluate. What's the sense behind this? Right. You know, is this person worth the budget that we are going to allocate to them? So, yeah, I don't think, I don't, uh, you know, I, I get that, that that could be a thing that could derail all of this. But, yeah, I, I, I think we're, I think WWE is in a much better spot. And I don't think we see that happen because of the leadership that is in place the the leadership structure in WWE is so much different now and it will continue to evolve um i think over yes. the next 6 months to a year to where what WWE leadership is post Vince uh will be unrecognizable to the WWE we've known forever i can see that i agree sorry we'll go to the next topic here. Yeah, well, yeah, I think this is this is a good place to look at the the counter here because 
like last week we talked about like you know kind of fantasy booking a bit like some some of this stuff and you know we just here looked at uh things that triple h could do to hurt um momentum a bit for me you know i i watched kevin owens tell us he is he is once again the prize fighter kevin owens uh i saw drew mcintyre uh swordless by the way because that felt like a very vince mcmahon thing um thank god a swordless drew mcintyre used the word wrestle and wrestler like seven times in 30 seconds and oh because he could yes because you can you can use words like that because yes this is sports entertainment, but this is a wrestling ring and they are wrestlers who entertain us. So don't yep. like stop trying to pretend that it's not that. Like that, that like that's the thing is we we can't pretend that they are not that they are not wrestlers. Um so who do you think will thrive the most in Triple H's WWE? That wouldn't have is in in Vince's. Um, not even it doesn't even necessarily. I don't think have to be that wouldn't thrive, but like to okay. to me, I'm looking at yes, and I know Kevin Owens was Universal Champion, but uh-huh. since he lost the Universal Title, Kevin Owens has not been the He's same. Kevin Owens has not been yeah. the prize fighter. Since what 20, 2019, 20, late 2018? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got, I've got a few answers. Like Kevin Owens, like the, the way I look at it is like Kevin Owens was a featured player without question. Yeah. Um, yes. With uh, under Vince McMahon, he was a valuable asset to the WWE. To me, Kevin Owens in Triple H's WWE feels like he could be a world champion again. So, like, yes. that's kind of what I mean. Like, Kevin Owens was doing just fine. In I mean, hell, Kevin Owens had arguably the like the biggest, most memorable match of night one of WrestleMania this year, and it, there was no title to be seen. So like Kevin Owens clearly successful, clearly thrived at, at times it, it, under Vince. But I feel like what he could do with Triple H could be completely on a different level. That's kind of what I mean. So, okay. Here's one name that I'm going to give. And to be fair, this is slightly different from what you were saying. Sure. But we did have a conversation a few weeks ago, maybe months ago at this point, to be honest, about some current NXT like 2.0 stars and whether or not we thought they would succeed on the main roster. This is one of those guys that I think we all kind of collectively agreed, probably going to end up failing on the main roster, even though he shouldn't. And now in a Triple H-led world, I don't think he's going to be a failure anymore. In fact, I think when he does eventually make it to the main roster, he's going to become one of the biggest stars in the company. And that's Carmelo Hayes. Okay. I feel like he was pretty destined to be... I mean, like, look. Look, let's be real here, right? If Swerve didn't sign with AEW, 
and they brought Swerve back with Hit Row, because obviously that would have been a thing that happened since they brought the rest of Hit Row back. Swerve would have probably been in the discussion for someone who would be a major star when, you know, he had two weeks on the main roster and then got fired before. So I think it's the same thing. Like Carmelo Hayes to me is that guy who you give him the spotlight, you give him the opportunity, you bring him in with that NXT character that he's playing right now. That guy is one of your main event stars of the future. I think Vince was going to blow that. I think Vince was going to have him in and change the character and change the look and something. He would have probably ended up being the one managing the other guy as opposed to vice versa. The whole act would have changed. And then he'd ended up releasing on AEW Dark in like six short months. Now, I think this man's got a chance. I think we might end up seeing one of the biggest stars of the next generation in Carmelo Hayes. Okay, I like that answer. I like that answer. Mike? Uh, I've got two that I think will excel in the Triple H-led WWE. The first one, uh, the first ever undisputed champion, uh, guy who never got his rematch, uh, Finn, Finn Balor. Okay. Balor. Um, even if it's outside of the shit with Judgment Day, I still think Triple H will find a way to use him very effectively moving forward. Um, he's a guy that's a vet. Works hurt, works good, works with everybody well. Um, you know, I think he has a shot to propel himself back into the main event picture uh, under a Triple H-led um, roster. Uh, and the other one, um, this one's going to besmirch a couple of our friends. Uh, so I'm going to apologize ahead of time. Um, but a guy who, and I'm saying this just from a simple, from a, from a, Triple H led roster, um, former King of the Ring, uh, former Constable. Yes, Baron Corbin. Fuck yes. Because here's the thing: Happy Corbin, Sad Corbin were fun characters. Sure, but if you go back to Baron Corbin and NXT, like Triple H Summer was trying to push Corbin. him as like a monster before before he cut his hair. Yes. Triple H was genuinely trying to push him as a monster. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think that character, when it came to the main roster, Vince decided to tink with it and, and change some stuff and everything like that. I think he's someone um, that that is going to be a major player uh, in can, the Triple H-led. Can I point, after you're done, can I point out one of the most obvious people to answer this question? Are you going to say Punishment Martinez? Because he was the other one that I was going to go with. No. No, no, no. Um, but this will be real fast because it's, it's honestly disagreeable because it's, it's just happening on TV as we speak, essentially. Karrion Cross. Like I said oh, earlier, sure. this man went from being... Right, he, he went from literally being S&M gear jobber to Jeff Hardy guy Wish.com on Raw. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he went from being that guy to being fired to being a legitimate main event potential guy on SmackDown. Like, that happened. And you know the funny thing? Like, the only thing with Cross, and the only reason why I'm not going to slam dunk it as much as the two of you are, okay, is because, is because Cross has not worked a match back yet. Okay. Yeah, he no, I, I, look, I'm not, 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 I'
I think he comes back down screeching real hard. Possibly. Sure. Sure. Um, I get it. I, I see that the writing's on the wall. The potential's there. Someone, the potential's there. But I want to see him wrestle a match and make sure that he gets through it and the match looks good and there isn't like, Oh, hey, by the way, Karrion Cross wrestled uh, Robert Roode this week, and now Robert's out six months with a fucking broken neck, a la Ridge Holland, go fuck yourself. Um, you know, so, you know, if Karrion Cross can get through matches and not hurt anyone and the matches look good, I'm all for I'm all for him being part of that will succeed category with the slam dunk. But I, I just need to see that before I'm willing to, to slam it slam it down the basket. Um, another guy, and, uh, and I'm gonna go from the women's perspective here. Obviously, the Bailey, EO, uh, Dakota trio. Um, I think they end up with all the gold on Raw sooner rather than later. Um, and I think that EO and Dakota are going to be the two that are going to get the because the, I don't think obviously Dakota was gone already in a Vince McMahon led world. Uh, and EO, EO was ready to get on a plane and go back to Japan until Triple H took it over. Um, so I think those are. Those are three names that are going to succeed leaps and bounds. Um, so I think those are those are a couple easy ones on the women's side. Yeah, I mean, for me, the 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 person that came to mind, we were discussing him at the the onset of the the question is is Kevin Owens. Um, yeah, for sure. You know, I think he thrives differently. I think Sammy Owens or Sammy Owens, Sammy Zayn. Sammy Owens. You know, they might as well be brothers. Shut the fuck up. Um, Sammy Zayn, um, I, I think could thrive in a different way, um, as well. Again, guys that always part uh, of the show and always a, 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 uh, important part of the show, but it, it will be different. I mean, that, that Zayn Nakamura match at TakeOver Dallas, um, motherfucker, yeah. what a god, what a good goddamn match. Um, uh, that that gives me hope that 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 Sami Zayn will be successful on a different level. Is Sami Zayn a world title holder in WWE? Probably not, but he doesn't have to be. Um, they're, they're, you're gonna have plenty of success in the WWE um, and be one of the best ever without ever holding a world title. Um, but he can be meaningful in a different on a different level. Um, but I I got one for you. The, the, the yeah the the other one and I'm looking at it from the women's side and we're seeing her get a uh, SmackDown Women's Title shot here in two weeks from tomorrow uh, is Shayna Baszler. Um, you know oh, you you, sure. you look back to what what Shayna was in NXT compared to what she has been on the main roster and and there has never been or no, not never been but but she is one of the prime examples of. The disconnect between what Triple H saw in a talent and what Vince saw in a talent. Um, so I, I, it shouldn't be that difficult to book Shayna Baszler. Um, I think she sure. she has enough. She can have enough charis, charisma uh, to to be successful on the main roster WWE. But she's also just a legitimate ass kicker, and people like to see legitimate ass kickers kick people's asses like it, it's not it's not that difficult um so yeah i think oh, i yeah. think that that those and, are those NXT, are my answers nxt Shayna baszler at one point was the best female wrestler on the planet and i don't care without what question says. without question uh okay so here's one for you because it feels like this is probably gonna happen because 
Um, his brother was taken out on a stretcher, and I, I don't think we're going to see him again. Um, so in maybe about eight to ten short weeks of facial hair growing, uh, I, I kind of wonder if WWE won't once again stand for walk with Elias. I, I, want, I want those, like, family pictures and, like, him – dressing up as a different member of the family to like do a short video segment every week on raw until elias comes back like elias is definitely coming elias is definitely coming back to avenge his his brother there's no question um have have either of you ever seen the video where the guys are yelling what's your name and he's like tony he's like well fuck you tony yes every time ezekiel comes on it because it's like it it just popped up on my Oh my god. If that if if Kevin Seen and Elias have that interaction at some point, I literally will lose my mind of going, This is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. But every time I, every time I hear them call, they call him Ezekiel, I just think of that clip. Because I just like I just hear someone go, Fuck you, Ezekiel the whole fucking time that he's on that he's on the screen. <laughs> um so <laughs> I hope it is Elias that comes back because I do like Elias with the guitar and all that stuff. Um Honestly, I changed my name on the chat for those of you that can see it. Uh, I changed. I think that guy wins a world title now, sooner rather than later, in a WWE ran by Triple H than Vince. Um, and it's that guy's gotten into great fucking shape. Um, Dude, the 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 IC title match from SmackDown last week was. So good. You know, him him and Ludwig, Ludwig Kaiser Roll, uh, both of them, since coming over from NXT UK, have gotten, like, stupid jacked. Um, yeah. Uh, Gunther and, and Kaiser Roll felt like, all right, well, they're going to give Gunther a fucking IC title run for a couple months, and then they're going to be part of the fucking tag team division. And eventually... Walter's going to go back to the UK and basically tell Vince to go shove it up his ass. Yeah. Now things feel a little different. So here's the question. Do you think there's a scenario where we see uh, what the fuck was the team name? Imperium. On like Smackdown or Raw or whatever. Do you you think we see that actual act? The old um, Hit it Jim. Jim. Ah. I think it's certainly possible. Music, by the way. Hell yeah! I hate his new music. It's awful. Uh, I don't hate it. It's definitely not anywhere nearly as good. Um. So. So. No. I don't think we get the rest of of uh, Imperium 
um, at all. Uh, Alexander Wolf is gone. I don't think he's coming back. <coughs> um, Fabian Eichner is now uh, Giovanni Vinci, right? Sure. Is, is that who that is? I think so. I think you might be right. I didn't even realize that. Um, yeah, when they when they left NXT and he stayed down, I think he became Vinny Vinny Vinci. Um. So yeah, I don't yeah. think we're yeah I don't think we're getting because I think even to my I'm gonna go back and look it up. Um, I don't think even whenever Ring Camp was a thing. Um. It was Walter, you know, Marcel Barthel, aka Dieter Dieter Axel Jr. Um, Timothy Thatcher was the, was the third member um, originally. Like I don't like I don't see Thatcher coming back, and if and if he does, I don't necessarily know that he's coming back to join Gunther and Kaiser role. Right. Um, yeah, that's Fabian Eichner, boys. Yeah, that's weird. Dude's a fucking hell of a fucking wrestler. Absolutely. Absolutely. I got I got one okay, I got two last answers here for this question. Okay. And they're a little bit off the beaten path because they're not specific wrestlers. Okay. I think that Triple H being in charge is going to mean really good things for tag team wrestling and women's wrestling. Oh, in without WWE question. as a whole. And without I think question. it's already starting to prove itself in the fact that we have the women's tag titles again. Well, I and mean, if you, somewhere with that. The I mean, two of the three episodes of Raw have have the the driving story from the beginning to end of show uh-huh. was the yep. women um yeah and i think i think i mean you have to work on putting the tag team division back together um right. so that's going to take time because you have like no tag teams in wwe um no, so so i think that you know that's going to take some time but yeah i i, I agree tag team wrestling Women's wrestling, women's tag team wrestling, um, yeah. you know things that Vince hated. Yeah, exactly. Um, Vince loved women. What are you talking about? I'm sure there's a lot of tag teaming going on. <laughs> well, I was gonna, he liked wrestling women's tag teams. He did not like ta- women's tag team wrestling. You see what I mean? Ah, wording. wording yes, is- yeah. It's yeah. it's the old uh, every every Kleenex is a tissue, but not every tissue is a Kleenex. And there was plenty of those in Vince's office as well, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, God. <laughs> yeah. Now you know how we feel when you talk about theory, Joe. Um, uh, any other any other thoughts on on this this topic before we get to Joe's? I'm good. No, I'm good. All right, Joe, hit it. Uh, real simple. We didn't think it was happening until all out. Turns out plot twist is happening next week, so we got to tackle this one now. Who do you want to be the AEW World Champion? Do you want the rightful heir to the throne, that son of a bitch who can't seem to stop complaining every time he's got his hands on the microphone, 
CM Chick Magnet motherfucking punk or the interim AEW world champion, the man who has done his best to become the top guy all over again, tried to be the franchise of the company. He literally gave up alcoholism for this, folks. John Moxley. Um, Who you got, boys, and why? I am going to say Punk because there, Ooh, okay. there, there is more drama with CM Punk as 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 champion and I want to know what the fuck do you do next if this match does go on as booked for next week and if Punk retains um because first off I'm curious what the reaction is in Cleveland when CM Punk comes out next week because like right we, we the, we've been told that we have like you have to love CM Punk. So he, he, Phil Phil's finally home. He's home. It's wrestling. This is real wrestling. This is everything that Phil from Chicago wanted that the WWE couldn't give him. Right? That was a year ago. <laughs> yep. Look where we are today. Um, you know that thinking that that Phil wasn't even going to show up last night. And and he, and now you know, like so to me, um, I I I love I love the I love the drama behind it. So to me, Phil, CM Punk re- retaining and being the undisputed AEW World Heavyweight Champion, um, yeah, why why the hell not? Because then what do you do? Do you, you know? Well, we can get into that a little bit more. Um, but do you, do you go hangman? Do you go, do you give, do you give Moxus rematch in two weeks? Cause why the fuck not? We love rematches in AEW. Um, you know, do you just, do you, do, do you do an open challenge? Like what, like, what do you, what do you do with two weeks leading up, you know, and, and with all, all of the buzz around CM Punk right now, um, yeah, I, I I think there's there's more intrigue there. So it's like okay, so Moxley wins and he just does Moxley things and he does cryptic promos and he comes out the wild thing and he's John Moxley. So to, to, <laughs> he does to, John Moxley thing. You know, he does. He's he's just John Moxley. So yeah, to me, um, yeah, I I wanted to be I wanted to be Punk just because I like to watch the world burn. And if Punk we can, and and the longer Punk is in that role. I think the more AEW eats itself alive as well. Here's a question before we get before we get to Mike's answer. Just a question for you, Jim. Do you believe the reports that Dave Meltzer came out that Punk went off script with the stuff about Hangman? Do you think that that was in fact unplanned? That he went into his own? Yes. What of that? There was no reason okay. for there was no reason for Hangman to be brought up in that promo. Um, okay, it it just it, it was it was so out of place. Um, commentary. The thing about AEW commentary is, um, you can tell when a match is going longer than it's supposed to. 
uh you can tell when some when when uh you know the 13th suicide dive in a match doesn't land right um you know when the lights out spot goes longer than it's than it should um commentary gets flustered because they don't have they don't have anybody with a with a coherent brain steering the ship in their ear um listen to you know listen to commentary on that promo last night they didn't know okay. that was coming um and the the I have seen this. Well, I'm sure you guys have as well. We've seen this on the indie scene. Somebody gets a mic, and they realize that nobody's going to stop them, and they you you can see they they turn a promo somewhere where it wasn't supposed to go. Um, right. And and that's how Punk started last night. It, it, like it made no it made no sense. It, it you know. It, to to the the reports that Hangman wasn't even in the building, like so so, and and what would be the point? So you have the biggest or one of the biggest quote unquote baby faces in your company, CM Punk. Um, because right now he's still a baby face, I believe he's the returning champion. Um, he is now calling out your homegrown biggest baby face who's not going to answer a challenge right and is going to now be called a coward so either that wasn't planned or you just fucking buried hangman page um see here's my thing though the only reason why part of me wonders if it wasn't some degree of plan is because Hangman Page fits into the what are we doing two weeks at all out. Like Hangman makes more sense than almost anybody else's being the person to challenge whoever wins the belt. Because at the end of the day, he's got nothing going on. The sure. one thing it seemed like he had going on, he said no to, and then Kenny Omega showed up in his fucking like compression shirt. Oof. So, I don't know what you do with Hangman otherwise, anyway, to be honest. Here's a bold take. You do nothing with him. Okay. The the reality of the situation is who should win and who I want to win are two different things. Okay, so who who do you want to win? Who do I want to win? I want John to win. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think Phil should have ever gotten the title. That's fair. Okay. I think the fact that they pulled the trigger and made the change so that the so so the crowd would love Phil and then Phil would be there for for all out in Chicago and get the the hometown reaction but he comes back as a heel knowing that he's not going to get booed in his own home fucking state. It makes no fucking He would have also had the reaction at uh Forbidden Door. That's exactly. It makes no sense. It hasn't made sense. But why make dollars? No, it has makes sense. <laughs> That's the Tony Khan thought process. Yeah. So again, I, I I truthfully believe that Adam Page should have still been champion going into Forbidden Door. Um, I don't think that John should have the interim title. I think John Moxley is the AEW World Champion. Yeah, I, I mean, at a, the at the very least, man, how how bad? 
with with all the buzz going around Punk right now, how how bad does that decision to let him keep the title when when look now when when he got hurt and he was out for this long, how bad does that look now? And also, like I know sidebar, um, and and we can maybe touch on the sidebar. What the fuck is he so mad about? They literally kept you ch- world fucking champion when you shouldn't have been. Like, right. here's the thing. We're going to give you the world title. We're going to put you over our our real first homegrown world champion. Yep. We're going to give you the strap off of him. We're going to let you walk into your home city. World champion. Going up against one of the best the New Japan has to offer. And you go into business for yourself. And try to stage dive like you're a member of fucking Living Color. And come up fucking six feet short. Like Damon Wayans? Yes. <laughs> if literally anybody else in the world, if this, and I'm going to use this, I'm not even going to say if this was WWE. If this was New Japan, the IWGP World Heavyweight title would have been held up and they would have come up with a new way to be fucking, to figure out who the champion was. It sure as fuck wouldn't have been Phil from Chicago's when he came back. Yeah. Right. He may have he may have been able to fight for it. Yeah. But he wouldn't just be handed the fucking title back. Yeah. So so, so again, Phil's idiotic decisions have gotten us to this point. Sure did. You let Phil go into business for himself when he stage dived. You let him go out there with a microphone and let him go into business for himself again. Maybe we should stop doing that. And how do we do that? By giving it to the guy who is the heart and soul of AEW. Giving it to the guy who has been the guy who's been there fucking day in and day out, with the exception of his sabbatical. Mm-hmm. Most overact in the, in the company right now with the best Hands stable down. guys, with the best stable of guys that you can do things with. It makes sense to give it to John. Because here's yep. the thing. When you think of AEW, who do you think of? You think of Kenny. You think of the Bucks. You think of John Moxley. CM Punk ain't in my top five of who I think of when I think of AEW. I think, yeah, I think I, of I Hangman. Think of, I think a Jungle Boy. Like I even think of Jericho. Yeah, definitely before Jericho before Punk. Punk. Tony Storm. <laughs> I'll let you. Way to go, Craig. Here, even better. Here Thanks, Craig. What I'm here for. Dynamite dropping. You know what? To go to go that route. I think of Jade Cargill before I think about Phil from Chicago. Yeah. She's more AEW than Phil is. Phil, I mean, Phil's not, I mean, Phil's not AEW. No. Call. Like, Phil's just a disgruntled old guy that, that Tony knew he could make money with. Remember, remember, in, in the, comparison to this all just being ECW because what Tony Khan is doing he's playing ECW Punk is Terry Funk you know yeah. he's the big star he's he's in the territory he's getting the world title but See, he's not who you think of when you think of ECW I almost think I almost think he's more McFoley okay cutting the promos of you know Poor pitiful me because I got cut from WCW. 
Okay, I can see that. Yeah. For himself, you know, that's where I think of the guy that I think. Terry like, Funk, I, like Terry Funk, I feel is Jericho in the okay, world title picture. All right, kind I'll, of around. I'll give you that. But here's, here's my thing: like it still stands true though, because like if someone said to you right now. Name four ECW guys. Name four people you who are synonymous with ECW. To you go ahead, do it. Or four people synonymous: Shane Douglas, Taz, Sabu, Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, Dreamer, exactly. Dreamer, Dudleys, and the Sandman. The Dudley Boys. Yeah, Zappo. yeah. Mick Mick Foley, not registered. Yeah, Rob Van Dam, Sandman. Arguably one of the biggest stars of that ECW ever had. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Punk. That that's the Punk AEW story. Hands down, hundred percent. So while I wanted signed, sealed, be, delivered, I'm whores. Yes. <laughs> while I want it to be John, and I truthfully hope that it's John, it, the writing's on the wall that it's going to be Phil. And unfortunately for myself, it means that Adam Hangman Page is going to get fed to him again for the second time in the title match for some fucking reason two weeks later. So, the only scenario where I could see it not being Punk winning, and I said this to you earlier today, Mike, and it would also kind of explain why they went the, let's do this on TV next week as opposed to waiting for the pay-per-view in two weeks, which is, you know, in Chicago, and, Did Phil because um, Phil pulled the Bret Hart card? I'm not going to lose in my hometown. No, 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 no. <laughs> I wonder if Phil's not still hurt. And at the end of the day, I wonder if this isn't a situation where they were just like, "Shit, he can go out there and have enough of a match." five, ten minute match and then drop the belt officially to Moxley and then we can move on with our lives. But we can't do that as the main event of All Out in Phil's hometown. But we can do it a week before on Dynamite on free TV. No, like, yeah, it might get shit on a little bit because it was only a ten minute match or a five minute match or whatever, but at the end of the day, it's still free TV. You can't actually be that pissed off about it as you could be for spending $40 and getting a 10-minute match where Punk couldn't even actually get through it and it was mostly Moxley carrying him. I think there's a real scenario where that's that's possible, That's a good too, point. That's a good point. To be perfectly honest. Because, um, like, wasn't it just a few weeks ago where they were like, hey, there's no timetable for when Punk is coming back? When he was at San Diego Comic-Con, he was still in the booth. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, he's back and ready to go? What if there's just no timetable, and they were like, fuck, we need to move on with our lives, and fucking old man Logan over here was just like, puts out his, like, fucking cigar, and is just like, I can tough it through five minutes. I trust John. Let's do this shit. Like, I feel like there's a real scenario where that's the thing that happens. Or that happens. I haven't watched AEW in a while, but just listening to you guys, how long is the how long is this contract with AEW? They didn't they didn't say no clue. Okay. 
He's not really releasing okay, how long I'm he has not... people signed for at all. Oh, okay. Not because just Phil, just anybody. He's not... 43 years old. Mm-hmm. You knew bringing him in, you're going to give him a title run at some point. Correct. If he's starting to break down now, maybe it makes sense to give him a title run over over whoever you guys think he shouldn't be over. Because if his body's breaking down now at 43, how good could a title run be at 45, 46? Listen, I'm 47. Over the last two years, I felt a lot of things in my body change. So it comes quick. You know, like hair granted, growing in funny places. What's that? <laughs> like hair growing in funny places. That shit started when I was fucking 13, bro. Um, but what I'm saying is, is as you no, I mean, older, like your ears. Oh, yeah, that shit sucks. Um, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is as 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 somebody who's older and not a professional fucking athlete like this guy, just imagine how hard it is for him at 43 getting the shit beat out of him every day. It is to wake up and be able to do it week in and week out. I I don't I don't know the validity of it, but uh, I found something here. According to fight fans, Punk's deal with AEW uh, includes um, three million per year over the next three years. Okay, so he's got two years left. We're, we're a year in. Yeah. You know, give him the run in his second year because what if you give him a late run in his third year? Are you going to resign him? At least you give him the run now, and then you got all of next year to really see how he is if, if you want to extend him. I think the other thing they have to think about at that point would be the where they're at TV deal-wise. Yeah. True. Right. Well, maybe maybe this could be a thing now. You know, you put the title on him now that the guy who he hated in WWE is now in charge. Put the title on him in AEW. They have no problem talking about WWE and AEW. Right. You know. And and when Phil wins, and when Phil does that, as I mentioned when I said what does Triple H not need to do? Is retaliate. Exactly. No, you I don't right. I don't you think be, he does. No, you you be you know the better person. You know what? Go let forty two year old Phil from Chicago hold your show hijacked. I had to deal with him exactly. fucking thirty five and actually was a decent professional wrestler. Now he's breaking down worse than fucking Sting. And guess what? Go fucking yeah. pay that guy. And like money. you said, Sting is older, but they're not putting Sting on the title run. Sting is just there for the thrill of it. Sting, I, I would almost rather see Sting as a world champion than Punk right now. <laughs> um, Sting is also doing it for the young. I'll talent. say, sure, I'll say this. But I think it'd be. Epic I'm hoping Sting with the title. I'm hoping that Moxley wins because, if I'm being honest. As much as I think that the interim title thing was stupid, you know how I feel about that. I thought it was stupid from the start. I've really enjoyed Moxley's title run. I've enjoyed it more than I think I would have enjoyed Punk's title run for the last few months if it actually existed. I think Mox's title run has been really fun, and I don't want to see it end. Because here's the thing, too, is, is Moxley can go out and wrestle at a GCW event on a Saturday night and still be ready to go on yeah. a Wednesday night on Dynamite. Phil right. Phil wrestles on a Dynamite. He can't wrestle for another 3 weeks because he's got to get his body ready again. That's the yeah. problem. That's the problem with the with the CM Punk uh world title reign. Well, I think I, I think the other it's issue. A lot of Bengay. Yeah. Um yeah. Not not surprised there. Um <laughs> 
when, when I when I think about it also and thinking about the runs, you know, I do think he's got that, the runs. No, <laughs> I do think that Phil from Chicago wins. I hope that it's not Paige this next because I don't want Paige to get fed to him twice. What I would prefer it be, and this is going to sound, it's going to come off a little weird, and that's fine. Give me Punk versus like Wheeler Uter. Just because you're you're just feeding somebody to him? Phil walks in, takes out Mox, beats him up after the match is over. Blackpool Combat Club comes out. You're not going to feed him Claudio. He's the Ring of Honor World Champion. Right. Yuta steps to the to the plate, challenges him. What about Brian? Oh. I think that we're getting more Brian. Brian Garcia. Probably, but I don't. I almost don't. I almost Yuta's the guy that if he takes if if he goes out there and. Loses in a 15-20 minute star making match in the middle of the show. But I don't think it hurts him. But dude, like, okay. So let's pretend you have tickets to WrestleMania. Yep. And three weeks before WrestleMania, they they take Brock and Roman off of WrestleMania. I'll and, buy tickets then. And then Roman wins, and they give us Roman versus. <laughs> now take your personal feelings aside, Mike Ricochet. Like to me, that's the equivalent of of, of giving me Punk versus Wheeler Yuta. I feel like you need to go a little worse than that because at least Roman versus Ricochet could be a fun. 15 minute match. Okay. Well, no, I was, I'm thinking people who are on the roster now. Um, I mean, you tell me, you tell me it's, I'm just looking at, at at like status on the card. Like, well, no, tell me, tell me it's Roman Reigns versus Austin Vary. No, because they're, they're actually pushing him. Yeah. Um, Jinder Mahal. Yeah. Jinder Dawkins. If, if in three weeks they go, it's Roman versus Jinder. Yeah, to me that's the equivalent of what they're they're giving us. It's a guy who's not in the main, not in the main title picture, not even really in any AEW slash WWE title picture. Like I get he's toying around with Ring of Honor titles, but that's a whole other battle in and of itself. Um, and you're giving me that for the WrestleMania equivalent main event. Like Almost. I just I've sat I, I've sat through worse. Oh, I I I'm not saying there hasn't been worse, but I bought I bought WrestleMania tickets for LA with zero matches. Correct. But also this is what your fifteenth WrestleMania, WrestleMania. See, but here's the thing. I don't think you can compare WrestleMania to all out. No, but it, like all out it, all out is all out, Jim, it, Jim, Jim. It's like buying Super Bowl tickets years in advance, right? I'm going you know the, you're getting. The no, best. I know, I know. It's 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 not okay. a direct comparison, but All Out is AEW's biggest pay per view of the year. It's their quote unquote WrestleMania. It's bigger than Double or Nothing. I think Double or Nothing is their 
all all outs the sh- like all out is really the show that was the start of the revolution with all in well then they're really fucking us this year because they've turned their wrestlemania into survivor series right and 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 that that that's my point is is i i, I don't think but what's that, but okay then then what's the alternative sadly it's you hangman you know what you know but a two week build to the rematch doesn't do it it doesn't do anything you know, it'd be amusing. You know how how in WCW, I feel like we all considered Starcade to be the WrestleMania, and like in the years, like the recent years, a number of WCW people, both behind the scenes and in front of the camera, have said, "Nah, internally, we always considered Halloween Havoc to be our WrestleMania." Yeah, they're like, what if they? Yeah. What if Tony Khan is just like motherfucker? Full gear is the show. Oh. War games. <laughs> I mean, that's where they did the uh, exploding ring, right? In war games. Yeah. War games. War games. War games. So, so here's the thing, and and, and this and this is again, I'm gonna circle back, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna I'm gonna push the Wheeler Uter uh, train here, okay? And you can insert a different person in into the, the into the Uter spotlight, and here's the reason why. Phil from Chicago v. Wheeler Yuta makes sense. Because that match does not have to main event the show. Because the main event of the show will be the Omega Bucks versus the Undisputed Elite for the six-man tag titles. Okay. You close with that. You don't have to close with your world title match. You're going to disrespect Hangman and have him lose twice? To fill once in the main event where it was botched all fucking through hell and back, oh, man, and but... having losing the opening match. Here's the thing: give him, give him anybody else in the world that you want to give him. Give him Daniel Garcia. But see, you're also at a point now where Tony's trying to salvage a disgruntled Phil. So if 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 Phil has a problem with Hangman, like. To See, me, but if, if but if I'm Adam Page, why? I, I'm not talking Hangman Page. I'm talking that guy that lives down there in, in, in Southern Virginia, lives and dies cowboy shit. Driving Dallas? Yes. If you know that he has a problem with you and he's not putting you over, and the last match that you guys had was dog shit. Yes, it was. Oh, it was terrible. You want you want to beat me again, and you want to sandbag me again because you don't want to put me over. Let me sit this one out. You already lost one of your best acts because you're a fucking internet mark. Round two, bitch. I mean, because here's the thing: we've said it in the group chat, and 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 I'm not going to hold any punches about it. Tony's too much of a friend than a boss. Oh yeah, I, no, I, I, I say it in the group chat that nobody respects Tony. Very few people in that company actually respect Tony Khan. So if you're, it's growing Adam increasingly Page. evident. So if you're Adam Page, why do I want to do anything to help disgruntled Phil? I don't know. Because I was the guy who you know carried the company. You know, for 
I can't six wait till some of these big guys start asking for their release. I really fucking can't. Because, I, I mean, at this point, I would almost rather you give me Darby Allen versus fucking Phil from Chicago than Hangman Page. Oh, my God. I think I just thought of a topic for next week unless, like, anything more interesting comes along. Okay, Cliffhanger, what is it? Cliffhanger would be a great wrestler's name, just for the record. Like a really tall guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think next week my topic's going to be which AEW wrestler do you think is going to be the first one to ask for his release to go back to WWE? Easy. MJF already did. <laughs> yeah, he already tried that. No, no, no. It has to be someone going back. Ah, gotcha. You fucking Mark! Um, see, see, here's the thing. MJF did that. We haven't seen him since. What happens if What happens if Adam decides to do the same thing? It just goes away. God, I would love it. And we just watch the foundation just crack more and more and more. Because here's the thing. Let Phil be the cancer that kills this thing. Because that's kind of what it's coming off as. Mm-hmm. If Phil wins, I don't know who you feed him. Because an Adam Hangman Page Phil from Chicago match does not move the needle. We've seen it. It was dog shit. Yeah. Wasn't good. You tell me that John Moxley wins Wednesday night, Adam Hangman Page comes out and goes, I didn't get my rematch. I'm number one in the rankings. Let's ride. All right, then. Let's fucking go. Because unless Adam Page gets his win back at All Out, which, again, don't think it's going to happen because Phil's not losing in fucking Chicago, nor is he getting booed in fucking Chicago, but he's the heel. Oh, dude, it's it's all silly. And I keep seeing people say, like, you know, well, what if, they're doing this so Punk wins and then MJF comes out. Where's the logic in that? So you have disgruntled, angry heel Phil versus disgruntled, angry MJF, who's the biggest heel in your company. So you're going to go heel. Everybody's going to cheer. Right. So you're going to go heel versus heel. Somebody's got to get cheered. So you you're you're now... Because Punk's getting booed either way this Wednesday, let's be honest, with all the buzz. Is that, hold on, is that match in Cincinnati? Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah, there's no chance. There's no chance. There's no chance because because John's from Cincinnati. There's no chance that that Phil gets cheered. Yeah. Yeah, Moxley's from Ohio. The show's in Cleveland. Uh, Mox is definitely getting cheered. And with everything else going around, uh, and I'm sure we're going to hear more about it over the coming days, um... Yeah, I mean, Punk's getting booed, but what are you gonna say? Are you are you really gonna sacrifice heel MJF to make him a face because Phil's boo boo face now? Like that doesn't add up. So you don't have MJF. It shouldn't, you know, it shouldn't be. But I could see them very easily just going back to the Hangman well for All Out. I sent this in the group text. It got mixed reactions, and I expected it to. Bring back, bring back Tanahashi. I, I don't think that that doesn't move the needle either. I mean, I get it you didn't. It, more, it moves it more than a rematch oh. that we've already seen that's dog shit. 
But it doesn't. You got to think it. You got to think of it. Well, I mean, I guess if you're thinking from the AEW fan standpoint, they're marks for New Japan as well. But That's like, my point. but a, but a hang a hangman match, especially with Phil going off script last week, moves the needle for for AEW fans too. I'm just I've seen. It I know it doesn't for you. I, I'm I'm I understand your your reasoning behind it, but you're you're not you're not the AEW fan that Tony's marketing this show towards, Mike. You know what I mean? So, but so here's the thing. Then he's losing out on forty dollars because at the end of the day, if you're only going to market to a certain amount of people, then then you're going to lose because it's literally at this point you're you're. I mean, to me, Tanahashi versus Punk seems more logical than Punk versus Hangman because at that point, like I said. You don't have to main event with Phil. You let Phil come out first. You let him fucking have his moment while the crowd is still fucking not fucking exhausted. And you finish with the six-man tag match. I mean, if we're being honest, what have they really gained o- over the years? They haven't They haven't gained uh, a whole lot of new fall. Fo- I mean, they're still at, they're, they're, they're capped at uh, 900. Now, they'll clear a million this week. Sure. But they they won't sustain it because they never do. Um, they they don't they they don't gain anything. Like every 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 Keith Lee signing, every Adam Cole signing. Well, this is going to be the game changer. CM Punk coming back. This is going to be the game changer. You can't you can't pay people to watch Rampage. And 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 Dynamites, you know. And and here's the thing. They're they're doing fine business wise because they're the number one or number two show on cable every week, so they're not going to lose their TV. Nope. But they're also they're not gaining anybody. So this fake the the fake quote unquote war that Tony wants just is is, is never going to be a thing. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see, man. I mean, by the time we're we're back here next week, I mean we're we're going to have a lot more answers than we have uh, than we have right now. Um, I, I would, per, I would prefer, I would, you know, like, I, I think Moxley, Moxley realistically is the better choice, but it's going to be punk 100%. Unless he, unless he no shows, maybe, maybe that'll still happen. Maybe he just no, no shows next week. God, I hope so. Um, <laughs> uh, that would be something. When, I mean, it's not like I mean we're just speculating here because of course he has no history of doing such a thing. Uh, there's a great clip going around today. Uh, I actually shared it from the uh, the three count Twitter. Um, it was a Punk Triple H promo segment. I think it was from like 2011, where uh, where Triple H just it, it was like a it was like an HR meeting done right there in the ring, and Triple H just eviscerates him, um, and it it has aged. Very poorly for Phil from Chicago, uh, and very well for uh, for old Paul. So um, check that out over at, at Three Count Thursday on Twitter. I know I shared it out. Uh, if you have not, um, it, basically, if you log on Twitter and scroll back a few hours, you will probably find it because um, it, uh, it 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 was out there in droves uh, on uh, on Thursday. Yeah, hundred percent. 
All right, we doing got the resters of the week, Mike. Yep, I got the spreadsheet right now. Um, who went first last week? I don't remember. Did I go first? Not me. I think I went first. So Joe, you go first this week. Sure. Um, that sounds like somebody who's got think... a list full of wrestlers. <laughs> oh, 100 percent. That's why he turned the I camera look... off. He, he has so many wrestlers in front of him. Uh, My there list you... is so long. My list is so long, it's basically black. Um, wow. I'm going to go with the uh, Brian Danielson. Okay. I didn't watch any wrestling for like a week, so I don't have any. Uh, Jim? Uh, give me still the IC champion, Gunther. Uh, I will take the man who won his second consecutive... G1 Climax in his fourth overall, I will take Kazushiko Okada. Uh, Joe? Um, um, Bobby Lashley? <laughs> sure. What do did he retain the U.S. title over AJ Styles? Uh, I don't think that was a title match. Yeah. Still a good match. No, I don't think it was this week. I think it was just a match of this week. Look it up. I think it was a title match. It doesn't matter. You already said it. Moving on. Jim. <laughs> Give me uh, still your NXT women's champion, Mandy Rose. All right, I will go ahead and I will make my selection as the man who retained the NXT championship. I will take everybody's favorite Muppet, Braun Beaker. Do I get the last pick? You get your last pick. (laughs) All right, there's the three of us. You know what? I'm glad you're paying attention, bud. It's like having no, but there's usually like four. Of I us. feel like there's our episode title. Yeah, there's three of us. I just really feel like Ernest is here. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's like he's possessed Joe today. Um, stuff. Who won stuff? <laughs> stuff. Who stuff. won stuff? Um, all right, here, I'll, I'll, I'll just rip off a couple names. Uh, Carmelo Hayes retained his title. Tony Angelo ridded NXT of Santos Escobar. Big Demo won the Progress title. Josh Alexander retained the Impact Wrestling title. Hit Row came back. Raquel and Aaliyah won their match. Jordan Grace retained the Women's Championship. Mike Bailey retained the X Division Championship. Chelsea Green and Diana Peraza won the Impact Women's Tag Championships. And Brian Myers retained the Digital Media Championship. Go! Yeah, that first one, Carmelo Anthony. I know I should have stopped right after that because I knew you weren't going to go any fucking further than that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, give me still your impact. See you next week. Thanks, Craig. Later, guys. Have a good night. Uh, right. Still your impact world champion, Josh Alexander. I myself about five minutes. Mm. It's less to get home. Exactly. Um, all right. My last pick. Um, 
they should have been NXT Women's Tag Champs if they were both still together there. Um, but they're now the Impact Wrestling Women's Tag Team Champions. I'll take Chelsea Green and Deanna Perrazzo. Nice. All right, so that's Wrestlers of the Week this week. Um, obviously, next week uh, is the 25th. That will be the last week for nominations for the month of August. Um, oh, fuck. Yeah, it is. Yeah. The September 1st show, we will release, obviously, the month of August's uh, Top 25 and where we stand for that. Um, again, uh, right now, currently, first place is still the Hangman. He's at 74 points. Cody Rhodes on his heel with 72 points. Sammy Guevara, Carmelo Hayes, Brock Lesnar, Phil from Chicago round out the top six. Um, everybody's within striking distance of each other. Uh, should be a fun one as we come down to the end of the year. Uh, Jim, you want to plug anything before we get the hell out of here? Yeah, I mean, of course, uh, three count Thursday, three CT. Uh, we did take the week off this week, a little unexpected, but we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back next week. You can always get us threecountthursday.com uh merchandise social media uh podcast platforms all of that huddle up podcast football season about to get underway so we are back starting this tuesday night live eight o'clock on uh twitter facebook and our youtube page um each and every uh tuesday night eight o'clock we'll be kicking off uh with the full college football preview uh, and prediction special for the year. So make sure uh, you check that out at Huddle Podcast, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, hit the link tree for the merchandise and where to subscribe uh, and all that fun stuff over there. And uh, discussions with the nobody at DWAN Pod on Twitter. Uh, discussions with the nobody on Facebook. Uh, dropped a new one this past week. Uh, have another one coming up here soon. Have some recording scheduled. So uh, that'll be a, a little bit more active. I think as we go into this fall, uh, you can always get me at Big Jim Sports. Um, it's always fun. Uh, good seeing you boys. Uh, maybe we'll have, maybe we'll have the tool back next week. I don't know. Uh, just they got to, you got to tune in to find out, people. Uh, Joe, I love you all. Dynamite drop. Great work, Joe. Probably the best color guy in the game. <laughs> Uh, you can follow Ernest at EJ Christian Seven. You can follow myself at They Call Me Bird B E R N the last four letters. You can follow the show at Take the Number Three Wrestling. Uh, you can listen to me talk about uh, South Florida Sunday Men's League Baseball, Sunday Days and Double Plays. You can find that on all your major podcast distributors. Championship Weekend uh, got a chance to play for a championship uh, this coming up Sunday, so. Uh, if you want, check us out there. You can also check out the live stream uh, for that stuff, twitch.tv slash live. Joe, don't say anything because I know where your head's going with that. Don't fucking do it. Um, other than that, guys, uh, as always, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Stay safe. We'll see you guys next week. And as always, everybody love everybody. <laughs>